I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home, and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly-poo offensively. One-on-one, I'm undefeated, never lost. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Wide Open Sportscast. I'm Rick. Hey, I'm Feds, and welcome back to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast. How's it going, Rick? Uh, things good, man. Things good. I've uh, been having a good week so far. A little tiring, but good. Why tiring? Uh, just a lot of work. I've mm. uh, been working on this, been working just at my actual job, uh, trying to hit the gym, play some poker. Yeah, I meant to say the other day, you've been looking good, Rick. I remember on the uh, a couple episodes ago, you'd mentioned you'd been trying to hit the gym a lot, and I could definitely see the difference so far. You've been looking Thank you. good. I'm down 10 pounds. My, my weight loss has kind of slowed down, but I, I really need to focus on my diet again. Yeah. But besides that, everything's good. How about you, man? Yeah, I feel like that always happens. Like, after the first 10 pounds, the stubborn ones just stick around for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm doing good. Um... And in a break with sports right now, our soccer team, unfortunately, was defeated in the semifinals by your, your Asbury school, Park. high school soccer team, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we were very proud we played Asbury Park because it was a great team. We played them very, very closely, got the penalty kicks with them, but just couldn't pull it out in the end. But um, I'm actually now starting bowling. I'm the head bowling coach. I can. When, when was the last time you bowled? Probably three years ago. <laughs> You're a head bowling coach. <laughs> Man, is life funny, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. But I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. We actually have the most bowlers that have ever showed up for the team before. It's kind of crazy. Really? How many? We have 26 boys, which is the biggest they've ever had by far. Wow. And then usually the girls teams, usually like five or six. We got the same, but we recruited a few more girls today. So we actually have a pretty decent looking team. Wow, it's actually pretty awesome. You've heard it here first state champion in bowling. It's good luck. Yeah, who knows, but. Hey, anything can happen on any given day. True, man. So we'll see what happens there. All right, man. Let's get uh, let's let's jump right into it. Probably uh, the biggest story this week is probably uh, just Cowboys and Cowboys in general. Yeah, it, it is literally nothing but Cowboys this week. Well, first off, uh, Zeke finally accepts his six-game suspension. What? Uh, he'll be eligible for a turn for week sixteen. Get it on. <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. Um, I can't believe he actually accepted it for once. Uh, I, I can understand it. At, at this point, it's kind of just like you're uh, you're losing. Like I don't I don't see them winning that ever. Yeah, no, not at all. I can't see that happening at all either. Um, but it's definitely gonna be interesting for them. You saw the struggles that they had with the um, with the other team with the Falcons this week. Yes. So that's going to be very interesting to see now that when a team can focus everything on Matt, on, on not Matt Ryan, on Dak Prescott, I think that's going to be very, very interesting to see. And guess who they run into this week, my friend? Philadelphia Eagles. That is right. And I'm, I'm just thinking about this, looking back. So say Zeke just at first accepts it. Uh, and from week one to week six, he's suspended. Well, I guess week seven, because uh, seven, he was uh, he has a bye week six. Right. But here's who they would have played: Giants, Denver, 
Arizona, L.A., Green Bay, San Francisco. Now, if you if you're telling me that they couldn't come out like four and two in that, they'd be in a better position than they are now because now much better of a spot. Now their their schedule is Philly, which they play twice. They play Philly, the Chargers, Washington, the Giants, Oakland. Oh, I'm sorry. They, they don't play them twice during this time. Uh, Philly, Chargers, Washington, uh, Giants, Oakland, and Seahawks. I see in, in that six-game span right there, there, I see them more losing three games there, maybe even four. Because, I mean, they can lose. I know they could definitely lose to Washington. Oh, they're, 100%. They're Washington's lo- still a pretty dangerous team. They're going to lose to Philly. Uh they uh, they're gonna they're they're a good chance they're gonna lose to the Seahawks. Yeah, I can't uh, see. It. Is it in Dallas or in Seattle? Uh, the Seahawks. That's in Dallas. So I mean, if it was if it was still. in Seattle, if it was in Seattle, it was it was automatic loss without yeah. Zeke. That, that's still very hard, none the least. But um, yeah, definitely a very interesting Cowboys related week. Um, not the only story that made the headlines. Of oh, him I'm, this I'm week. sorry. I'm sorry. I, I miss. I misread that. He's eligible to play week, week 16. 16. Yeah, because he, he served last week. I'm. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, you're fine. Well, because originally everyone was like, okay, apparently he's only going to get four to six, and now he's finally just decided, like, okay, you got me. It's over. So I'm going to stop there. I, I wouldn't say he's like, okay, you got me. He's kind of just more like, let's just end this. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I agree with him. But I think it would have been better for him to be suspended week one through six. Because Dallas' running at the end is brutal. Yes. By the time that they get to play Philadelphia week 17, it could be over already. Yes. And it obviously showed. Now, it didn't show. D- Dak Prescott, I, in my opinion, still played pretty decent. I thought he for, did, too. He just he got game. no help. He got no help. He got six He got six sacked by one guy plus the other sacks. Uh, he He just got absolutely destroyed. And if you can't figure out the Falcons defense, good luck with that Eagles front seven on Sunday night. Very true. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys front five used to be, like, impenetrable. Not anymore. That's why they would always say, like, yo, we'll put anyone behind this offensive line as far as when we're going to run. Like, we'll put Darren McFadden. We'll put yeah. Adam Morris. Anyone can run underneath behind this Alfred. line. Yeah, Alfred Morris, true. But, like, any of these people, it's like, yeah, they can run. They'll be fine. Yes. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, Zeke is also. He said he's like going overseas to just like train, get away from it all. Which I completely agree. I mean, one, you have the money to bring a trainer with you. Oh yeah. And I'm sure any trainer would be like, yeah, I'll go over and train with you for a while. Yeah, to wherever the hell he is. But uh, I actually don't know that. Do you know where he went to? I actually have no idea either. All right, whatever. But he's going away, and he'll be coming back at week 16. Besides that, the other news with the. Uh, with the Dallas Cowboys is Jerry Jones. Now Jerry Jones, I I think this may have been during like our last week hiatus, but Jerry Jones threatened to sue the NFL if Goodell is given an extension. But at the same time, Jerry Jones could face disciplinary action from the NFL from keeping this extension from going through. Apparently, they already have something in plan that if this goes the way it goes, that they have a way to remove Jerry Jones from the ownership of the Cowboys. I mean, in a in a way, I, that that is very possible. Um, that would suck for the Jones family. Uh, that would probably suck for the Dallas Cowboys for a little bit too. Maybe I don't know. It actually, could be a benefit because Jerry Jones at times is a questionable GM. Speaking of benefits, what about all that stuff that Goodell wants between fifty million <laughs> lifetime um, insurance, insurance and the, the best and insurance? 
His own private jet. <laughs> I I mean, for one, he's financially stabilized the NFL for from what it was. So he did a really good job there. In a way, he was he is and was a good GM or not G, GM GM. No, commissioner. Commission. I'm, I'm yeah. Confusing my terms. Uh, but at at the same time, he's not a very good disciplinary commissioner. No, not at all. <laughs> and I mean, all these fuck ups work whether it comes to uh, Ray Rice, whether it comes to uh, Tom Brady, and and now including the Zeke thing. Now, and that's th- only like one part of the list. Yeah, that's only one part. But those are the probably the biggest names that he's fucked up during that time. But I don't get the my problem with the Jerry Jones threatening to sue the NFL is he wouldn't he was not gonna do this if Zeke wasn't involved. So there's a conflict of interest there. I don't know if he if like legally he'd be allowed to sue the NFL because there's such a big conflict of interest. Cause I, right. I always guarantee because Jerry Jones seemed like an okay fan of uh, Goodell before this. And how exactly does Jerry Jones plan to sue the NFL? <laughs> like uh, on what legal basis does he have? So I mean, someone. You, uh, so I guess I think it's like something like to con- like conspiracy against the the Dallas Cowboys or something like. Yeah, or it's like to you can tweet at us at uh you can tweet at us at uh wide open underscore sports for our wide open sportscast Twitter if you know the answer to that. But I just don't know under what grounds can Jerry Jones actually sue the NFL. Uh, he's Jerry Jones. He's a billionaire. He can pay whoever he money. wants to sue whoever he wants. And, money talks, my and friend. Mon- and money doesn't really matter to him at this point, so that's that's the reason. So now my question for you is how much of a distraction with all this stuff going on off the field do you think this is for the Dallas Cowboys as they're trying to desperately save their season? As you said, the schedule, the running is tough, and you have a lot of competitive teams that are still left in the NFC. Obviously you have yes. the... The NFC is str- definitely more dominant than the AFC. So. Yeah, the Stranger Things, the Upside Down World, all the teams that were on last place uh, in the divisions last year and first place this year. But you also have Carolina still involved. They're doing very well. You have the Falcons in a wild card. The Redskins aren't technically eliminated yet. You still have Detroit and can pop out of nowhere. Whoever knows what Green Bay can do. Like, Do you think that this is going to be a nail in a coffin in Dallas's playoff hopes? Or do you think they can find a way to still make things interesting? Uh, I'm looking at the wild card race right now. They're they're behind Seattle and they're behind the Panthers in the wild card race, and also actually behind the Detroit Lions as well. Um, but the Panthers and Seattle would get it first. Uh, I think no, the Redskins. Yeah, how definitely, could I? How could I forget Seattle? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, Seattle looked kind of iffy at the beginning of the year, but they're actually def- definitely getting it together. But I mean, uh, they still need to somehow protect uh, Russell Wilson. But let's see, they're ending their schedule. Washington places New Orleans, which is that's that's like a that's a fifty fifty there in my opinion. Yeah. Uh they should win against the Giants in week twelve. Uh they have Dallas in week thirteen. Now Dallas without Zeke, that's that's very questionable. The Chargers are surprisingly like I mean, they're the Chargers. They're going to lose in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, if they somehow get enough of a lead, they're not going to lose that, I don't think. I just love how we're already, count, already counting that as a guarantee. Like, yeah, they'll lose in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, they'll lose in the fourth quarter. It's like the opposite Tim Tebow. When Tim Tebow was on the Denver Broncos, Jesus would only help him in the fourth quarter. Yep. And they would win. Yeah, got, the, got, that, got that right. <laughs> yeah, took us out of the playoffs, Steelers. Uh, then week 15, they have Arizona, which I think should be a win. Week 16, Denver, which uh, that's so, which should be a win with their whole 
quarterback fiasco. I just spilled my beer. Oh, uh, week seventeen uh, would would be the Giants again. So the, they play the Giants twice. So that's two wins right there, pretty much. Yeah, and man, are the Giants bad? We're gonna get into that in a couple seconds here. Uh, before we get into there, um, let's talk about something other than the Cowboys that is very interesting. Um, with two quarterbacks specifically, more so four. But Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo, Bills Mafia, who yet again had another naked streaker in the middle of their game. Nice. Bills Mafia, man. I would just love to be a part of those tailgates. All right, keep talking. I need to get a towel. I'll definitely hear you. Yeah, I got you. I'll I'll take the hot mic. Here we go. Um, Tyrod Taylor has been benched in favor of Nate Peterman. Who the heck is Nate Peterman? He is a trick shotter. Trick shotter. Yeah, like I, Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, I, and when I was in college, I forget what, what college he was in, but he, uh, I'm back, uh, he released a YouTube video of him just throwing like ridiculous trick shots. They're actually really cool, so I watched it today because I went on ESPN.com and saw it. But, I mean, <laughs> trick shots aren't always the best uh, in the NFL, let's just say that. Yeah, And people are calling that a cardinal sin by the Bills, a team that is still technically in a playoff spot, or if not technically in the playoff spot, is still in the running for the wild card it in the AFC East. Right. Do you, so what do you think? Do you agree cardinal sin there for Buffalo? I mean, I, that, that yeah, sure. Uh, if you want to call it that, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, like, I don't know why they would pull him at this point. Um, I mean, what's their record right there? I don't, I don't even know. But, like, they uh, are definitely still in the AFC because the AFC is wide open. Uh, there's only two teams that pretty much have a guaranteed spot at this point, in my opinion, which would be the Steelers and the Patriots. Yeah. It's Both 7-2. and two. Same story, just a different day. Yeah, I just, I just need the Steelers to be the first seed. That's the only thing I need. But, uh, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. They're 5-4. They're and four. They're technically... They would technically be the, – they're the second seed right now. They're the second seed. They're, they'd be the, the sixth seed in the playoffs. Yeah, and are benching their starting quarterback. Rebuild year. I'm bold, calling it early. A bold strategy, Cotton. Let's that see is, how it plays out for them. Yeah, that, that absolutely no, makes no sense. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I hope Nate Peterman does well. I never like to see a uh, – I, I never like to see a quarterback be seated, especially when he's with a winning team. Yeah, we'll see. Four, we'll but. see if the trick shot artist from a uh, dude perfect, basically. Uh, let's see if the trick shot guy can also find a way to trick the Bills into the playoffs in the AFC. Um, another very interesting matchup coming up this week, right before we get into our Week Eleven picks, is Case Keenum versus Jared Goff. The two former former LA Rams quarterbacks will be facing off this weekend, and what Case Keenum says is just another game for him. But I think that's going to be very interesting. Whoever thought we'd be saying in Week 11 that we're going to be getting a fantastic matchup between the seven and two Vikings and the seven and two Rams, both winning their divisions. Yeah, the seven two Vikings is definitely surprising considering their their whole quarterback fiasco right now. Although, great news. I mean, it's amazing that the backup quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. One, I mean, just congratulations to Teddy Bridge. I think I said this two weeks ago, but congratulations. Yeah, to for Teddy making Bridgewater. it back. Great for you. That he, was great to see him back on the sidelines. It was an emotional thing for him, but it yeah, was so great that. to see. Yeah, and the crazy thing about him was he's had, uh, he had, there's only, I'm sorry, there's only been three people that have come back from injury into the NFL that like the one he had, and he is one of them. 
which is crazy. So that's that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I hope he eventually gets into a starting position again. But, I mean, if Case Keenum keeps doing what he's doing, it's going to be kind of hard to bench him at this point. Yeah, and once and again, honestly, that's, that's what they were talking about is can you really bench Case Keenum right now? I, well, I don't think so because, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, one, they're 7-2, and two, so, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, leave Keenum in. Secondly, Bridgewater, like, he hasn't played in over a year. It's been pushing two years. Yeah. So, I don't. I wouldn't want to play him now, especially especially now, because I want him to get back to the again to get some, couple first team reps, but not as much as Keenum right at the moment. And again, you got to be riding that hot hand, and it's mm-hmm. going to be very very interesting to see Case Keenum and Jared Goff leading two division leading teams into this matchup. I mean, it's definitely. <laughs> It's definitely a defensive-led team by the Minnesota Vikings, but but still the fact that they're both seven and two and leading their division with Case Keenum and Jared Goff confirms once again that we are in the upside down, Rick. Yes, and I'm gonna play that probably every week for the rest of the season because it's true. Again, it's it was <laughs> another should, stat. We should, we should put a poll up. Are you guys pissed off about this sound yet? Yes or no? Um, <laughs> probably not. Definitely not. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, speaking to me wearing my Dustin Henderson Walpaca Wisconsin shirt on underneath my Eagles hoodie. So, what a great show. What a great yes. show. Um, speaking of what's not such a great show, let's go and take a live look at New York Giants land. The Giants, just when they thought it couldn't get any worse. They lose to the 49ers in embarrassing fashion. You see what Joe Staley said about that? No, hit me with it. Joe Staley, the offensive lineman for the 49ers, he was like, it felt like we won the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) So they're not undefeated anymore. So the... I believe the last undefeated team would be the Browns. Correct. Who yes. are just still as Brownsy as ever. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I I would hate to be a Giants fan more than I would hate to be a Browns fan right at the moment. Right, because at least the Browns are like, oh, there go the Browns. But the Giants had such high expectations going into the season. On today, Coach Ben Wackadoo, as I'm calling him now, is had a brutally honest meeting with his team today where apparently they showed a lot of clips and film from the 49ers game saying guys like this is just blatantly obvious that there's just a lack of effort yeah <laughs> janoris jenkins what yeah i i mean watching that watching those games uh i mean especially against la uh i didn't watch the san francisco giants game because what was the point but uh the la game i watched because i i like la um mm-hmm. the the rams not the chargers uh and just looking at their schedule, I mean, they're 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 losing out. Uh, may, the only only team which I think they have a chance of winning if they keep playing like the way they are, unless they get some sort of like shot in the ass, would be Arizona. Arizona is the only team I can see them winning against. So they become like two and fourteen, two and fifteen. Yeah, I 15, can't. 14, I can't 14. see that going very very far for them. Um, how much longer do you give Wackadoo? Uh, you don't give them much longer. Because, I mean, if if the team isn't performing, one of the big reasons probably a team isn't performing is because they lack faith in the in the coaching staff. So, and that's, that's when you just got to clean the ship and just throw everything overboard. 
Yeah, and I'm surprised it actually hasn't already happened. I mean, he's still convinced they have a run in them, but still, are you really going to win all those games at the end with the way you're playing? And I really still find it hard to believe that after a brutally honest meeting that they had today, that Literally. they're going to completely recover and turn the ship back around. I find that very hard to believe. Uh, very much so. I agree. <laughs> wah, wah, don't feel bad for you, Giants. <laughs> so, with that, are you ready for our Week 11 picks, Rick? I am. All right. So we are going to be going with Forearm Shiver by Sam Spence. We have two minutes and 40 seconds to get through our week 11 picks. You want to start us off with the first one because I know that first pick of tonight's game as we are recording on Thursday night at 6.43 p.m. in our lovely New Hope Studios. I know that first game is going to intrigue you. So you want to get it started? Sure. I'll go. Let's uh, go. Yeah, so Steelers are going to take this one. They're home. Uh, the only problem is they are playing the Titans, which the Titans have kept it close. And last week they had a poor performance, but I think the Steelers will take this one. What's yeah, next? I will also go with the Steelers there. Detroit will go to Chicago. I'm going to go Detroit. I'm going to say lose. Let's go Bears. Duh, oh, Bears. All right, duh, Bears. All right, um, next we got the Jaguars and the Browns. Uh, uh, Jags. Jags. Browns. Next. next. Ravens in Green Bay. I am going to go with the Packers. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Oh, we're I disagreeing this week. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't trust, I don't trust the quarterback for the Packers. Cardinals in Houston. I will go with the Cardinals because Houston just looks like a totally different team with Tom Savage. You know, surprisingly, I will take the Cardinals as well. I just I can't I can't trust Savage. Showdown in Florida. Tampa visiting Miami. I am going to go with the Bucks. I think they'll keep riding there. Uh, yeah, let's go Dolphins. Um, Rams Vikings, great great matchup. I I don't know. Can this we say tie in overtime? Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Rams. All right, I'll just trick you over there and I'll go with the Vikings just so that way we could say that one of us was correct here. Yeah. Um, Kansas City will run over the New York Giants uh, in uh, the Meadowlands. I agree. The Saints at will be facing the Red Redskins at. Uh, where the fuck they the play? Superdome, Superdome. The one of <laughs> multiple Mercedes-Benz stadiums. Yeah, I don't know which one. Um, gonna go New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Saints. The Bills will visit the goal Chargers goal in L.A. or San Diego. No one knows. Um, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. I, I mean, unless I don't know anything besides Nate besides his trick shot video. So I'm just gonna go with the Chargers. We have a minute left. All right, um, sweet. Let's take a look at the Bengals visiting Mile High. Who are you taking there? Brock Osweiler will start again for the Broncos. Uh, it hurts me to say this. I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, New England playing the Raiders. Is this the game that's in Mexico City or no? Yes. This is the Mexico City game. Uh, so I'm picking the, the – <laughs> I feel like I, I – I want to I want to pick the Raiders, but it's gonna be wrong, so I'm gonna pick the Pats. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Raiders. The Raiders have home field advantage in Mexico City. Yes, they they are the home team there, pretty much. And they love the Raiders. E um, Eagle Sunday night Eagles and Cowboys. Eagles and Cowboys go Bird Gang go. I agree. And then finally Monday night we got the Falcons and the Seahawks. I will take the Seahawks. I will take the Falcons. Ooh, we are just so good at this, Rick. Yes. All right, so you heard our picks. You can agree to disagree with us. Us at wide open underscore sports for our wide open sports cast Twitter feed and also don't make uh, don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud as well as iTunes you can subscribe and listen to the podcast uh, let's get into some NBA action yeah man that's about time and I think I, I'm really enjoying the NBA this I, year dude at, at this point 
Honestly, I, I've never said this. Never said this in my life. I'm enjoying the NBA more than I'm enjoying the NFL. Yeah, the NBA is great right now. It's so fun watching the NBA, and I've never really been a basketball fan besides, like, I I was a fake basketball fan back in, like, the early 2000s with the New Jersey Nets. J-Kid. But, yeah, I, I still want a J-Kid jersey. I need to find one. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, <laughs> I... I don't really have a team, so it's kind of just like fun watching the clips and like watching different games and just yeah. kind of just observing. I've still, I know people who have known me for a while are going to disagree with me saying, oh, Fed, you're not really a Nets fan, but I'm going back to my roots. Like I said, I've stayed loyal. They cooled off. They're back to the bottom of the Eastern Conference, except for the Hawks and somebody else as well. But let's get into some of these NBA highlights here because there are plenty to be had. And again, it's like I, I just, I'm loving the NBA this year. Chicago. Whoever thought I'd be saying that the Bulls. Yeah, Bulls are pretty bad. Um, the Celtics currently reign as the kings of the East, currently on a 13-game winning streak. And they take that winning streak into a matchup with Golden State tonight in Boston. That's uh, such a good matchup. I think that is going to be phenomenal. Um, Rick, are you buying or selling the hot start from the young and talented Boston Celtics? Uh, I'm buying. Um, do I think they're going to come out as the Eastern Conference champions? No, I'm still thinking LeBron and the uh, Cavaliers are still going to take that, even though they're not, they're in the ninth seed right now. Uh, I think I'm definitely buying. Boston's definitely moving in the right direction. Uh and I think in a couple of years, or maybe even next year, when LeBron leaves Cleveland, like we're predicting, uh, that they are going to be the kings of the East. So I'm I'm buying. And they're even calling it for a long time to come too. That is a young team. They're a young team, and as long as they stay healthy and like don't break their ankles, they'll be good. They don't have Gordon Hayward. Yeah. I think that is going to be a great team. I'm hoping that my um, prediction comes through that the Celtics are going to win the East, but that'll be a great matchup to check out tonight. Um, speaking of Kings of the East, let's take a look at another King who has really been struggling and that would be LeBron James, not himself, but the team, as you just said, who is in ninth place, but I'm playing the ceremonial occasion, Royal fanfare and national anthem of God save the queen for queen LeBron. Cause I can't stand them. He's very good. Oh, I hate his attitudes, what? Come on. but he's a great guy. But what I'm going to go with here is that let's just take a look at that Knicks game. One, when did the Knicks become fun again? Well, one, I think I think that's a big thing for me. I think the Knicks being good is great for the NBA. Yeah, I mean, being, 100%. Some, being somewhat good. They're, they're, not, they're definitely not the best team. And I'm not even sure that they'll finish in the top eight. But they are a good team, and it's fun to watch them again. So thank God for that. I, the unicorn, I, dude. He is wild. Like I feel like every single week I'm watching a Porzingis highlight where Porzingis has gone running down the court, stuffed his shot, gets the ball back, and goes and runs down court for an alley oop. Oh, he has he has like once highlights. a week. Yeah, it's great. Uh, he he has good offense and good defense. It's fun watching him. Yeah, it's, good on and he's you, pretty unicorn. Much, he's pretty much the leader of them now, which is nice. I mean, not to say that Melo was kind of like a cancer to them, but like. It's better that Melo's gone. I definitely agree with you on that. But uh, yeah, uh, that's what. What else are you gonna say? I, I, I I'm um, the that. fight 
Cleveland versus New York. Oh, the the shoving match. Uh, <laughs> yeah, after and- LeBron criticized Frank Nitalkina, the Knicks' new signing, saying that she should have taken um, Dennis Smith Jr., who's on the Mavs right now, just absolutely killing it down there. Too bad the Mavs are dreadful as they're looking back towards the glory days of Dirk and Steve Nash still. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. That was great to see, even though I wanted the Knicks to pull it off and beat LeBron, who claimed himself the king of New York once again. Yes. Yeah, he posted a, uh, an Instagram picture, fucking and he man. goes, you're welcome, dot, 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 king of New York, and then hashtag my favorite playground, <laughs> hashtag strive for greatness. Yeah, speaking of um, Instagram shade being thrown left and right, how about Joel Embiid last night who played against the Lakers, 46 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, 7 blocks. And that's that's unbelievable. That's I think that's more impressive than a triple double. That, that that they said like no one has ever put up a stat line like that before. I think he's, ever isn't he like the first person to have like first person ever like, to, to like to have like forty five plus, like fifteen plus, and then like five plus in both both stat all four stats. Yeah, like something like that. That's crazy. I mean, good for him. He's looking like a beast right now. Uh, the seventy sixers. That's also that's since they're they're back now. Uh, they look fun. So, I, I can't wait to see more out of them. Yeah, I think that they're looking great. And even they're talking about the fact that Joel Embiid had his wish granted to him last night, which was seeing Ben Simmons dunk over Lonzo Ball. <laughs> and Joel Embiid tweeted a picture of him dunking the ball with um, Lonzo on the ground, and the caption was, oh, what a night. Nice. So we'll be getting into that in a sec, because you know that with all the smack that LeVar was talking about that, that's a topic we're going to get into in a little bit. But that, you know, that was very interesting to see that Joel Embiid was just going to go off. Yeah. Especially uh, after all the stuff that LeVar was saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 great to see the 76ers back. I'm going to go back to that. It's great to see the 76ers back. It's great to see the Knicks back. Uh, the teams that are at the bottom of the standings right now, like it'd, it'd be great to see Chicago again, and it'd be great to see Indiana again. Like all the other teams, it's not really that big to me. Like the, like the core teams, that's the that's the big thing with the NBA. Core teams need to win. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that's for should be for any league, but I feel like more so with the NBA because NBA is more about like heritage and history. Correct. So, which is why, like you were saying, it's great to see the Knicks back again. Yes, it's great to see the Sixers back. Um, but Lonzo, dude. Yuck. I'm going to ask this question after we go through a few of these things. So Lonzo is the youngest player of all time to score a triple-double. He beat LeBron by a few days. But, my God, every one of his other games, his his jump shot looks like it went back 10 years. Yeah, it does. Um, he which- was two points, three rebounds, two assists against Ben Simmons last night. And he's, he's sitting for significant parts of the game. Like, he... Didn't he get sat for most of the fourth quarter? Yeah, because he's he's not doing it. He's really not. It's crazy. So here's the question for you here, Rick. Is the Ball family experiment already failing? No. For this reason, not only is Lonzo a mess right now in L.A., he has a brother that is also a mess who had to be bailed out by none other than President Donald Trump for shoplifting in China on a team trip. He was facing 10 years. LiAngelo Ball was facing 10 years in prison. And UCLA went back, and they were held in China 
and Trump had to go intervene and got them to fly home. Yeah, I uh, and demanded a thank you statement. Yeah, that, that's all. That's all ridiculous. But uh, I mean, well, first off, going with the shoplifting. I mean, it's Leangelo Ball. What the hell is he getting himself into? Like that. That makes no sense to me because I mean, it's not like his family isn't well off. No, I mean they had big baller brand. They're they're big balling like. That is the opposite of big balling, shoplifting for yeah. fucking Gucci glasses in China, which were probably like made in which were probably fake. Yeah, but <laughs> sorry, but like there's there's no point in that. Uh, that sucks. Um, well, also Leangelo's. That's a, that's kind of like the uh, the ugly duckling there. Yeah, like he's he's he's, he's, he's the he's, Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child. <laughs> yes, he uh he's not supposed to be good, but also Lonzo Ball was supposed to be good right out of the bat, and he isn't. Uh, now defending Lonzo Ball, I mean he is a rookie, he is twenty years old, um, he is not playing like a second overall pick, but he is twenty years old and he needs some time to develop his game. Uh, I will give him that. Uh, my only problem with him right now is his shot. Yeah, I agree with you. Is looking like that's just going back in time. Looks like he's shooting, like in middle school. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's even like he's like seventeen for fifty something in the paint. But I think I think the big thing is like he's just lost so much confidence. Like he needs to somehow figure out how to get his confidence back. But the thing is, how do you go from being the youngest player to score a triple double to getting two, three, and two against the Sixers? Not saying anything against the Sixers, but it's just that well, drop I mean, off I mean, in you, stats. You, you, period. You can't compare the LA Lakers to the Seventy Sixers. I don't think. No. I think the Seventy Sixers are definitely a, a superior team to the LA Lakers. LA Lakers are still in a building phase. Lonzo Ball has always had players around him that he's like confident in. So I think he needs to find confidence in his teammates and confidence in himself because it definitely doesn't look like he needs to earn earn the respect and confidence of them as well. well and, he and, needs the to, and the rest of the NBA. You know the rest of the NBA is having a blast watching this right and now. And his coach, which obviously doesn't trust him because he's not playing him in, in probably the most important quarter, pretty much. So, But like Ben Simmons ran all over him last night. Well, Ben Simmons is a good player. Yeah, talking talking about rookie of the year last night is all the evidence you need so far. Yeah, well, I mean, again, also in defense – they're only what, like fifteen games in? Correct. So it is still early. Um it still can turn around. I, I think it's I think in my opinion it's still a little too early to judge Lonzo in this. Uh he just needs to find his find his groove back and I think we will see him uh after the all star break. I think we'll see big things out of him. All right. Bold prediction, Rick. We'll make sure to come back to you on that. Okay. So Let's jump in to some hawk here as we are going to take a look at some very important hockey highlights going around the NHL right now. So, Rick, what do we got to lead off? Uh, what we got to lead off is the big fight between the Red Wings and the Flames. Line Brawl. brawls, baby. Uh, yeah, it was nice. After the 8-2 win for Detroit, they got into it after, and it's nice to see every once in a while that old school hockey come out of players. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love seeing that. Reminded me of that Flyer Senators brawl way back in the day. But I mean, I don't know why the Red Wings are trying to fight that. You're winning eight to two. You've already done all the talking. Well, I mean, it's if push comes to shove, someone starts shoving your player, you're eventually gonna like intervene. You have to. Yeah. But, but what else do we got? We're also gonna be taking a look at the Vegas Golden Knights. Who are on their fifth goalie already? 
that's, that's goalie. That's amazing. Like, how do how do these goalies just not stay healthy? And how do these goalies just keep popping up? They're an expansion team. They're an expansion team. They're like it's just you. like signing like you. <laughs> they're, they're signing like high school or high school teachers that played in college like five, four or five years ago. They are seventeen <laughs> games in and have used five goalies. That's pretty amazing. They are and they're in second place in the Pacific Division. Uh, again, they're currently sitting on twenty-one points. And honestly, I th- I think if they had their starting goalie uh, Flower in, uh, I think they would probably be in first, maybe. Yeah. They, well, I mean, the Kings also got off to a ridiculous start. They did, and they're they're slowing down a little bit. Um, the fun fact for you: the Golden Knights have used the second most goalies in a season by any NHL team. The team that has used the most goalies in a season was the 1979-1980 Edmonton Oilers, who used six. Wow. So, so they're I almost mean, there. They're almost there, and I mean, depending on the the health status of goalies that run through the Vegas, uh, they they could pass that. I mean, I hope they don't. That would suck. Yeah, uh, but I definitely. Mean, it, but I mean, if I mean, this is also good <laughs> in a, in a sense. Hear me out. Uh, to see these goalies perform, because uh, if these goalies play good, they can get signed somewhere else. Right. So, so great opportunity. There's a, you're you're always looking for yeah, because they're on, they're on a. a pretty much like emergency contracts they're they're pretty much paid game by game until they get their actual starting or their starter and their regular backup back in yeah so that's what they're on right now it's pretty crazy uh let's take a look at the feel-good story one especially for us is brian boyle makes his return for your new jersey devils after being diagnosed with leukemia and scored a goal yes said it was the first time he ever cried after scoring a goal uh, and rightfully so. Good for you, Brian. Welcome back. I mean that that's amazing. One that again. He amazing. only missed like ten games. I mean, yeah. I mean, thankfully it was. I mean, thank God, and hopefully it'll never turn to anything worse. But thank God it was just something that could be treated by medication, not mm-hmm. like chemo or something like that. Yeah, correct. Chemotherapy is just w- when whenever you hear the word cancer, it's always a yeah, scare. Yeah, you, th- you think of the worst. Unfortunately. Yeah, but we're we're happy to have you back, Brian. And uh, you currently still have our New Jersey Devils sitting in first place amongst the Metropolitan Division, which is still, in my opinion, Rick. I'm sure you can agree with me here, the best division in hockey. Uh, yes, it is proven to be. <laughs> not even close. So, um. Before we jump into our next thing, let's take a look at some standings. Currently, if you're looking at the Atlantic, it is being held down by the Tampa Bay Lightning, sitting on 30 points through 18 games. They are followed up behind. Uh, they're followed up by the Maple Leafs, not behind, but they're followed up by the Maple Leafs, who have 24 points. And then the Senators are in third. Red Wings in fourth. Um, I'm intrigued by the Bruins currently sitting in sixth. Yeah, that's kind of a surprise. Um, even I would say even Montreal is kind of a surprise too. Uh, but yeah, the Bruins, I I think I I expect a little bit more out of them. They they just seem like they 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 get into such close games. Look, looking at every single one of their games, they they get into such close games and then they just lose it in like the in the final uh, period. Mm-hmm. A lot of them they have. And then what a surprise, Sabers in last place. Uh, yeah, I mean some ev- things eventually just don't change. eventually someday they'll get back to their winning ways. But yeah. Uh, let's and take a look at the Metro, where, again, the New Jersey Devils hold down first place on 24 points through 17 games. Following behind them are the Blue Jackets, then the Penguins, the Capitals, Islanders, and Rangers. All teams in that order are separated by four points and, in the Metro. You can say six points if you count Carolina and Philadelphia. 
So that entire division is within six points of each other. I mean, it's still very close. I mean, we've only played like what? Uh, We're not average, even a quarter like of the games. way there. Yeah. I think the most uh, a team has played is 20. 20 games. And I believe that's the, that's actually uh, Pittsburgh has played the most games. But uh, I don't think you can really judge anything yet. I mean, this is definitely close. Very close. And some, some of these teams would be higher up in, if they're in different divisions. But yes. It is close. Speaking of other divisions, look at the Central, currently led by the St. Louis Blues on 27 points through 19 games, followed up by the Jets, and Nashville has made its way back into the top three after a rough start. Blackhawks with 20 points through 19 games, but a lot of people are still saying they're struggling. They had that wild thriller with the Devils the other night. They're up 4-1, and then we're up 4-2 at the end of the first period and lost 7-5. Yeah, that's that was kind of surprising. Um, I almost in the middle of the second period almost just like chalked it up as an L for the Devils, mm-hmm. but they were able to come back and beat the Chica- beat Chicago in Chicago too. In Chicago, which is hard to win there. But uh, honestly, I'm more surprised about Nashville. Honestly, I I kind of I kind of t- like turned them down, saying that they weren't going to get back to the playoffs. I mean, obviously, it's way too way too early to even decide that. But they are in the top three of the Western, so it would, if it is to end today, they would make it back to the playoffs. So that uh, that's kind of a surprise to me. I mean, Colorado, uh, that's not really a surprise. Min- Minnesota, it's kind of surprising to me. So many injuries. So many injuries. I agree. Dallas, like, I, yes and no. They're they're very iffy. I think Chicago is kind of surprised that they're not in the first or second position. But I mean, at this point, I I never trust St. Louis. So no, they were on our haunted franchises. Yes, they were a couple uh, episodes ago. So I, I never trust St. St. Louis and Winnipeg. Actually, Winnipeg, they're good. Uh, they are good. Yeah. Um, which this may be the first year that I will say that they are good since they've come back from being the Atlanta Thrashers. Like about, I think it's like ten years ago now. Yeah, about wow. that. Is it ten years? Uh, Actually, I don't know. Ten. No, it's been a few years. It's been a while. It's definitely been a while. We will fact check that. Rick, I will fact. I will let you fact check. <laughs> I will let you fact check that as I go into the Pacific. Uh, Kings again off to a hot start. Currently hold down first on 24 points through 18 games. Followed up by the six. Las Vegas Golden Knights. So six years? Six years. Okay. Um, San Jose Sharks are in third. Followed by the Canucks, Flames, Ducks, Oilers and the Coyotes are in the bottom of the division. What do you think are the odds the Coyotes are going to go and be the new Quebec Nordiques? Uh, well, or do they become Seattle's NHL franchise, maybe? Or do they move to Houston? Because I, I actually read today, that was actually something I wanted to bring up. I read today that there was, a, there was an article out saying that the likelihood of a, a team being moved to or being brought or being made in Quebec is has a less likelihood than Houston getting a team. Wow. I, I think Houston is definitely in the running. I mean, they have the market there. And um, they are definitely, definitely riding the championship high right now. Not only that, they also have the Houston Dynamo in the MLS playoffs on the Western Conference Finals right now. And the Houston Rockets, which are playing not too bad in the NBA. Yeah. So, it is a good sports town. Uh, I think that would definitely be better for the Coyotes. The Texans there. would definitely be keeping up, too, if they still had Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and J.J. Watt. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the likelihood of them moving there is more than that. Uh, again, I, I'm always – probably every week that we're going to talk about hockey, 
still shocked about the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, one, I mean, their expansion team. I never expected the expansion team to play as well as they have. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, because of the goalies, like we just said, unbelievable. It's their Twitter feed. <laughs> it's their Twitter feed. Uh, Calgary. Um, Calgary, I, I think, is gonna is gonna probably get a uh, wild card spot. Okay. In my opinion. Right, right on the heels of Yamir Yager. Yeah, I mean that that guy just doesn't go away. But yeah, I, I mean, definitely surprised about Edmonton. Edmonton, they one hundred percent. They they were a playoff team this year and this or last year. This year they they look like crap. It's yeah, un, it's unbelievable. Real, the, I, I their said goal that they could be a Stanley Cup team. Their goal differential is minus eight. I mean, it's not it's not the worst, but I mean, it's not great. Losing close games. Yes, so they they are doing that. But I mean, overall, it's been fun watching the NHL. Still think though, the NBA for all the major, 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 major sports. The has, NBA is a blast right now. Yeah, and never Cavs thought, are in ninth place. All the rivalries, mm-hmm. all the trash talk, all the shade be thrown around. Um, definitely going to be interesting heading closer and closer towards that championship season. But speaking of which, Rick, I'm going to be leaving you the hot mic here as we are heading into the end of the NASCAR season. What do you got for us, Rick? So the final race of the season, the championship race, is now down to the championship four. Uh, So the, the eight got eliminated, or four of the eight got eliminated. So the final four drivers. Chase Elliott was so close. He was. So close. he, He was really close. But the final four... Are Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Brad Keselowski. Um, and actually, probably another feel-good story would have been Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth probably won his final race in his career because he's retiring after this season as well. Okay. It was kind of actually just recently announced that he's he's stepping away from racing. He may come back, but he's he's not coming back with Joe Gibbs Racing. So he won last week at Phoenix, which is kind of like a feel-good story. But uh, right now, I I mean, my favorite right now would be Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, uh, he's, Jersey boy. I mean, yeah, he's he's been the most dom or not not the most dominant in the playoffs, but throughout the season, he's been the most dominant. Uh, he's a Jersey boy, so I got I gotta respect that. Um, he's ha- ha- having some family issues where his his girlfriend is still fighting cancer, mm. so which 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 would be a feel good story if he wins there. So good on uh, you, Martin. I'm, I'm going with Martin Truex Jr. as my my pick, but uh. Again, the final four is Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski got a uh, punches ticket to the final four this past week. With Kenseth's win because if Chase Elliott held on and won, it would have been Chase. Yes. So it, Chase Elliott was very close. And but, Rick, when can we check out this race this weekend? Uh, it is at, uh, what time is it? It's Sunday at 3 o'clock. And on, that's on, at, on NBC. Homestead. On, on NBC. Also at the same time. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be online or if it's got to be on like NBCSN. What they're doing is they're going to do a the normal feed on NBC, but then they're also going to do a feed of the champ the four championship drivers like in car, out of car, just following the four oh, of them. That's sick. Yeah, they, they did that last year too, I believe. But they're going to just be following the four of them. So you want to do that? Uh, you may try check NBC's website see how they're going to be doing that. So that's that's actually going to be fun. I'm actually probably going to. It asks if we could do that. I'm going to uh, my father's house to watch with a couple of our buddies and uh, have fun with that. Drink yeah. a few beers. Sounds fun. Eat, eat some food. Watch cars make a left turn. Exactly, man. Greatest, greatest thing ever. 
<laughs> awesome. So that'll be definitely fun. I'm sure we'll be talking about that on our next episode as well. So with that, let us get into our questionable call of the week. And this week's questionable call is coming from courtesy of the U, which just came back as you saw the other night when Rick, they dominated Notre Dame. Talk about Catholics versus convicts. It was it was convicts dominating Catholics. Yeah, and there were some great signs for that game. It was so good. Like I'm, I'm honestly, I'm so happy. I, like this, them being back means it's a good time in college football. Right, definitely. I mean, it's I know, been great this year. Like another team that I'd like to see come back would be uh, USC. Yeah, I think that would be like if. Like if they were to have a battle again, or the Longhorns were to come back, that'd be a great, great times in college football. But the U is back. It is definitely so much fun to watch the U, and they're back in the playoffs too. Right. Uh, we're gonna be getting into to the top four when we get into our final drive. But what I'm going to ask you this week, Rick, is we are gonna be going off of the U and the turnover chain. College football's most popular new tradition, obviously up for debate. I was easily up there with the waving yeah, to the was, Children's Hospital. I was going to say, that's still my favorite. Yeah, but the U in the turnover chain is definitely there. Um, it's actually pretty funny. I don't know if you saw uh, what Notre Dame's, Ryan, Ryan Kelly? Yes. So Ryan Kelly was doing a whole thing on the turnover chain at midfield of their game, and he's standing there. And he's like, you know, F the turnover chain. They can have it. We're going to be the ones with the rings after we win this game and we go on and win the national championship. Spoke a little too soon there. Yeah, Brian. Brian. Yeah, oh, Brian, Brian did that. <laughs> so, Rick, I'm going to let you start this off if you're ready for it. Top five traditions in sports going off of the turnover chain. You gave me this question earlier on this week, and I, I had some time to think about it. And the way I thought about it was – Things that have been happening for years, not not like these new traditions, like like the turnover chain, the uh, af- yeah. after like the I think you and I are in the same line. The uh, overall, in all sports. Okay. So here here are my five, and my number five, uh, I'm gonna take a favorite here, the Steelers' ter- terrible towel. Uh, one, I mean, it's it's beautiful to watch. It's always fun to watch that. Two, every terrible towel that's bought is donated, like all the proceeds for it is donated to a charity of some sort. Or wherever they choose, either that year, that game, it's going to a charity. None of it's for profit. That's so I, amazing. I think that's an awesome thing. Secondly, the Lambo Leap. Uh, I read this a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Lambo Leap. It's the only place where you, a player can jump into the crowd and not get a penalty. It's like grandfather. Wow. It's grandfathered in. So if I you, actually didn't know that. Yeah, if you jump into the crowd, you'll probably get a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. But Lambo, it's grandfathered in just because they have the term the Lambo leap. But it also brings some good television watching the celebrations. So that is my number four. Number okay. three would be Liverpool's You'll Never Walk Alone. Yes. That, that was being in Liverpool for You'll Never Walk Alone. Obviously, being a big Tottenham fan, I'm going to be getting into that in a little bit. But when I went there 2014 with my little brother who supports Liverpool, we sat in the cop. And as a Tottenham fan, being in the cop for You'll Never Walk Alone was what's, incredible. What's, what's the cop for people that don't The know? cop, for those of you who don't know, it's the big it's a section where all the hardcore Liverpool fans sit behind the goal. So if you ever watch Liverpool on TV... It's the giant section. You'll see all the flags going. It's a single-tiered stand where all the hardcore Liverpool fans sit. Yes. So if you ever watch and you hear where all the singing's coming from, it's from there. 
Nice. But it was absolutely incredible being there watching that. Very, very cool. So going along that with like different like chants and all, my number two is I, I've gotten recently into rugby. I like rugby. But when I, when I talk about rugby with my one friend, he goes, you ever hear the haka? I go, what the hell is a haka? I don't, I don't know if you'd be able to play a little clip of this. But New Zealand's all-blacks rugby team. I can throw this in the background while you're talking yes, about it. Yes, uh, it has this thing where they, they do a chant and a dance, kind of like a dance, but as a team before every game. And my God, this thing is freaking intimidating. Yeah, it's fun like, to watch. It's it's the only only one that really doesn't involve too much of the fans. It's just the team. And so, it's literally so like I'm playing it so you can hear the background and them like chanting and yelling in the background. But it's literally imagine them lining up in a straight line across from the other team, staring into their souls and doing some type of like tribal warfare dance right in front of them as they're doing their warm ups. Yes. And they literally just stand there. That's how they warm up pretty much. And look at them. And just like scream at each other. Yeah, you can't so. really hear what's going on, but. That's like an example of like some of the stuff that they yell yeah. at each other. They, they, they go on for a few minutes doing that, and a lot of times, uh, especially if they're playing like a team that they don't play that often, whether it's like an international or something like that, like the other the other team's just watching them. Yeah. They just like sit there and watch and like, holy shit, these we guys are fucking are intense. fucked. <laughs> and the All Blacks are known as just being such a dominant rugby team. Yeah. And finally... Uh, would be the Clemson football entrance. Uh, that is that tradition where they they load up in buses, drive around in like three buses, drive around, step off the buses, collect all as a team, and then walk down the ramp, touch the rock, and then walk down the ramp. Listening to that live on television is completely amazing. Just hearing the fans scream as these guys walk, and walk and run down this. And when hill. they got the big games, they'll have like all orange balloons and streamers go flying everywhere. Yes. So that is my number one favorite tradition. Okay. So let me give you mine. Number five, I have the Lambo leap. Okay. Yeah, not gonna restate. You had already said it. Number four, I'm gonna go with the Red Wings and the tossing of the octopus onto the ice. It's kind of funny. That was actually really, really funny. It's like, oh wow, there's an octopus on the ice. Um, pretty interesting about that. How it has to do with their fish market. And one guy was just like, oh, I'm gonna take an octopus and throw it on the ice. And guess what? It's stuck. Yes. Uh, number three is an outlawed sport in England called cheese rolling. If you've ever watched it, it's on Sports Center sometimes. But what they do is they stand at the top of a giant hill. And when they stand on top of that giant hill, it's impossibly steep to run down. Like, if you run down it, you are going to fall and go tumbling down the hill. And thousands and thousands of people show up to this hill every single year in England, even though the authorities try to stop them. And they take a wheel of cheese on, there's probably, they do like 11 or 12 of them. And they roll it down the hill. And everyone goes chasing after the cheese. Like the and if you get to the bottom of the hill the quickest, you win the roll of you win the wheel of cheese. People stupid. break their legs, get concussions, like snap I, I, their I, legs in half. Like I, I've I've seen I've seen this on YouTube before. And no it matter how so many times dumb. they try to stop it, it keeps happening. And literally thousands upon thousands of people show up every year to chase a wheel of cheese down a hill. 
and you watch the people go flying. There's like people literally going full speed, like doing front flips. There was, there was, I remember I watched one clip one time, and there was a guy that looked like he literally fell down, like like the equivalent of falling down two stories building. Yeah, like falling off the, the hill. Top is, of the it's not like a little sea. It's like a 100 it's, foot tall hill. It's like a double black diamond for like a skier standpoint. And they're going running down it to get a wheel of cheese. There has to be. There's people at the bottom of the hill to catch the people. Who are going down because they'll just keep going if they don't stop them. Like they have to like catch the people. I feel like those people get hurt too. Yeah, you got a guy going down a 100 foot hill at you full speed trying to get a wheel of cheese. <laughs> Mama, there goes that man. I wonder, like, since you said it's outlawed, I wonder, I, I'm just picturing that like the people that are running it roll down the cheese. Uh, they stand there, watch it go. The one guy gets cheese and go like, "Hey, congratulations!" Now call the ambulance for all these people, and we're getting the fuck out, out of here because I don't, I don't want to get arrested. Again. Yeah, because it's outlawed. Yeah, that, and they try to stop it every year, but it still happens. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I don't have necessarily "You'll Never Walk Alone," but I just have English soccer songs and chants as well. Um, playing in the background the Deli Alley song for the beautiful Tottenham Hotspur because for me it's just so unique you go over and you watch English soccer and they don't stop singing the entire game and it's not just one section it's the entire stadium sings for the full 90 minutes and it's like where they come up with some of the songs is hysterical some of them are very very offensive at times not gonna lie it actually does get pretty bad um but teams get in trouble a lot for those but it just shows, again, passion. Yes. And you really don't see that anywhere else. And then number one, the Army and Navy cadets marching into the Army-Navy game. You were telling me about this. Is my number one. Isn't like the presenting of the trophy, wouldn't you say, would be more Definitely the presenting of the trophy, too. But like, I, I, I guess... Just both I guess of them mar- in marching, general. Marching in, yeah, that's definitely... That is an amazing thing. Watching like the Army cadets go on and celebrate. Army, who hadn't beaten Navy in years... Yes. Looks very dominant again. So it looks like Army will be winning that again. But that was just good. It's, it's like chills. You know, it's America, football, everything. These are the young men that are going to go and serve for our country. Uh, definitely very interesting. And I did I see, I think, the game's being played in New York this year. Uh, I, know, I know you're looking at it right now, but I don't know why I was driving by Giant Stadium. No, you're wrong. Where is it? Lincoln Financial Field. Ooh. Yeah, because I thought I saw something at MetLife that said I still call it Giant Stadium because I grew up in North Jersey. It'll always yeah. be Giant Stadium to me. But I thought I had seen something that said it was there, but still local area. Wasn't it played there last year? I, sometimes it's it's down in like Baltimore too. Yeah, yeah. Because Baltimore is Maryland's where the um Annapolis is the Naval Academy. It looks like they played the most games in Philly. Oh well, shows how much I know. <laughs> nice. Unlucky. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah my those, bad. Those are both. Uh, those are both good. So yeah, I think that was a little something cool to do for us to celebrate the turnover chain. So speaking of that, because I know that it's in there, why don't we get into this week's final drive, brought to you by none other than the pumpkin that's sitting on Rick's desk. Yes. Most definitely. All right, let me cue the music and let us begin. Uh, I will start this one off. So, Italia, the Azuri, has joined the Netherlands, the United States, and Chile in missing the World Cup. Italy lost to Sweden 1-0 on aggregate and will also miss the World Cup. 
The mean, last three spots were locked up by Denmark, who was led by the brilliant world-class Christian Eriksen. Uh, he led them over Ireland, even though I love seeing Christian Eriksen, probably my favorite soccer player of all time on yeah. Tottenham. I love seeing him take Denmark to the World Cup, but I wanted to see Ireland go so bad. But um, Australia and Peru locked up the other last two spots. So the rounds, the uh, not the round, but all 32 teams are set. And speaking of which, the United States has now expressed interest in bringing Italy, the Netherlands, Chile, Ireland, all these teams that barely missed the World Cup, over to America for a tournament to keep them playing during the summer. Um, They're calling it the World Cup NIT. The World Cup NIT. I, I, I like that um, just because, I mean, it relates to a sport back here in America where the uh, college basketball NIT. Um, I also find it kind of ridiculous at the same time. I, I, like it's We're gonna, not going to spend the money on making sure we make the next World Cup. Let's spend the money on bringing the best teams here. Yeah, which aren't the best teams. Obviously, they're uh, not in the World Cup. And honestly, looking looking at this list of, of teams that missed the World Cup... It's insane. It's insane, but also, in a way, it's kind of good. It, it, strangely, just to see other teams like Egypt... Get, Senegal yeah, like is these, on there. Like these teams Morocco. That you, like, it, it don't seem like, for me, like... These, team, these countries didn't even have teams. Iceland, baby. Iceland, that's Iceland. Fun. Their coach is a part-time dentist. <laughs> yes. His side job is coaching the Iceland national team. That's his side hustle. That's fun. And it's absolutely hysterical. But uh, honestly, for, for soccer itself, I mean, it sucks for the United States because, I, I mean, they're trying to just build the sport here and it's, it's not building as fast as they'd like. Uh, like, it... It's nice to see that for someone that likes watching the World Cup, see all these different teams. The, the World Cup's still going to be great, people. Don't let it turn you away from watching. It's still going to be phenomenal. England's going to break my heart in the quarterfinals. Next, uh, Fox Sports is being accused of bribing FIFA to win rights to broadcast the 2018 World Cup. And with all that, it didn't go for anything because America's not even in it. <laughs> yeah, so it, even if they did, even if that's true, like that's not really like something you want to like take away from them at this yeah. point what you're telling me fifa's corrupt yeah right one you're telling me that two i mean fox sports is probably gonna regret because didn't they spend like 20 million like some some yeah. ridiculous and number. not only that too apparently there's a lot of accusations from witnesses saying that on top of all the money they spent to win those rights to broadcast the world cup they also gave fifa a very very large sum of money to win the rights in the first place anyway yes so that part sucks. What, uh, what you got next for us? Up next, the college football top four. The big shakeup this week, as we had just mm -hmm. mentioned in our questionable call. We have Alabama at number one, Clemson at number two, the U, Miami at number three, and Oklahoma rounds out the top four. Wisconsin and Auburn sit at five and six. I kind of have a problem with Wisconsin being out right at the moment just because aren't they they're undefeated, whereas like Undefeated, but they Clemson, play in the much weaker Big Ten. That is true, but Clemson um, the other got division. defeated by Syracuse. Yeah, I think Wisconsin, they're going to have to win the Big Ten to make it. They get Michigan this week. And then they'll have I'll to get ready. They'll probably get Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. Yeah, true. What do you got next? This one's an interesting one. For my so, former neighbor, John Fox. When yeah, he was so the defensive John, coordinator, yeah. he was my neighbor. <laughs> so your former neighbor, John Fox, uh, challenged a play last week. It backfired against the Packers. Uh, after the challenge, his player 
after he challenged that his players scored a touchdown, it was then ruled, or that it wasn't down at the one yard, but that he scored a touchdown. It was then ruled that he fumbled out over the goal line, and it was a touchback. I've never heard of a challenge go so bad for a team. He literally went from having the ball on the one yard line and maybe a touchdown going, yo, that's a touchdown, challenge it to, oh, wait, never mind. He fumbled the ball out of the back of the end zone. That's a touchback. Yes. Packer ball. What you got next for us? Very, very interesting. Oh, Johnny. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was named Citizen of the Year by GQ, which sparked a lot of debate and outrage as a lot of people flocked to J.J. Watt's defense saying, look at all the money that he raised for charity for Houston. Um... I, I'm, I'm very conflicted. I mean, I think J.J. Watt definitely could be up there on this list, but I 100% see why Colin Kaepernick is there. And I'm not I'm not for it. I'm not against it. Like, it's it just makes sense to me. Okay. So what, what do you think on that? Yeah, I, again, it's a very controversial topic. Yes. Um, looking at college basketball, which is underway. Number one, Duke defeats number two, Michigan State, and number four, Kansas beats number seven, Kentucky, in the Coaches Classic in Chicago. Uh, Duke, again, is the number one team. The redemption of Grayson Allen looks to be underway for Duke. Hopefully he doesn't trip up along the way. <laughs> See what I did there. Um, nice, and then dude. I'm just going to lead into this one too, Rick, because I actually just got an update on my phone about this. The MLB awards have been going on as of late, and they have announced a few of those awards. Yes. We currently have the Cy Young winners were Max Scherzer and Corey Kluber for the NL and AL. Cody Bellinger and Aaron Judge unanimously win Rookie of the Years, but I don't care because Andrew Benintendi still has the best flow in the league. And they also have announced that Jose Altuve has won the AL MVP over Judge. Uh, I agree with that. Definitely. Um, we're, at the time we were recording, we're still waiting for the NL to come out. And the NL, no, the NL came out. John, John Carlos Stan won. Oh, I didn't get that update yet. It actually came up before, it looks like. John Ooh. Carlos Stan won the MVP for the NL. He could be on the way very soon, too. I mean, yeah, he could be in wherever at this point. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, what you got next? So, what I got next is uh, interesting. Uh, England now has a law to prevent soccer coaches from having relationships with their 17 to 16 to 17 year old players. Hey, what? Uh, that's neat. That's cool. Real, that's dude. real neat. Yeah, they were saying like, well, <laughs> if you're with your player in the evening, you shouldn't be with them on the soccer pitch. That's not the reason why that's. That's literally what they said. They said they said they 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 they, they, they oh, said no. there was an actual quote in the Telegraph that oh, said if like, you're with your if you're with uh, somebody in the evening, you shouldn't be with them on the soccer pitch. Okay. Like I hope that's applying to like maybe like 19 year old coaches or 20 year old coaches. Yeah, I, I guess. But, but I like, guess not. That's probably not. Oh my god. <laughs> next, what do you got next? Speaking of English soccer, we have a North London derby this weekend, starting at 7:30 on Saturday morning. The greatest team the world has ever seen, Tottenham Hotspur, will take on the scum of the earth Arsenal at the Emirates, and I am very excited for that. I'm going to try to make it to Flannery's, the Tottenham bar in New York City, for 7:30 a.m. to watch us. Hopefully beat up on God's mistake All right, of and, the earth. And then uh, and finally, uh, kind of like a, I guess kind of sad, but... Uh, uh, this is definitely sad. I'm yeah, turning I mean, the music it's, down it's, for it's this like, one. It's, this it's one's hap sad. It's happy, but it's sad. Um, so on November 17th, which will be tomorrow when we're recording this, probably when we're going to upload this, uh, will be the final episode of Mike and Mike in the morning. 
after 18 is it in the morning i think it's just mike yeah. and mike mike and mike after 18 years of being on the air together both on espn and espn radio i should say espn too but still espn um that's i when i used when i was in camden i used to get be able to get up at six o'clock for work not five Mm-hmm. They started at six, and I watched that the entire morning while I was getting ready. I'm definitely gonna miss that show. I, I listen to every every morning when I wake up. I don't wake up at six o'clock in the morning, but once I get into my car around like seven forty-five, I'll turn on my radio, and I'll listen to them on on my radio, and then I'll listen to then I'll go into work, listen to them on my computer. Uh, I will be listening to them until ten o'clock tomorrow. Uh, I mean, it's amazing run. I mean, they're still both gonna be. With ESPN, they're just ending their show. I know Golik is getting a show with Trey Wingo. I think it's a, ra- I think another radio show with him, and I think his son may be involved in that. So Mike Golik Jr. will be involved in that as well. And then Green Greeny, I think is is doing a show with like Jalen Rose and someone else. I think it's gonna be kind of like a Saturday morning show, kind of like I guess kind of like Good Morning America yeah. type thing, maybe. But I mean, they're splitting up after all those years. Uh, they've always had such good chemistry. Um, it's, it's sad to see, but I mean, good on them. They've had such an amazing run. Not many people stay together for 18 years, especially in radio. So good on you guys. Congratulations. Thank you for being an inspiration to guys like Rick and I trying to make it big as well. So almost world famous, almost world famous with that though, man, it, it's, it was a good run today. So great to be back as always great to be back. If you guys can, uh, please follow us on Twitter. We're at WideOpen underscore sports. We are also on iTunes and SoundCloud. We will probably be uploading this soon. And uh, probably won't be able to get back to you guys until after the holiday. So have a very happy Thanksgiving. We are thankful for all of you, our loyal and devoted listeners. Thank you. So much appreciated. Enjoy the dates with your holiday and don't go blow a paycheck on Black Friday, which, by the way, is my birthday. Fun. Party time. Happy birthday, man. Grazie. All right. With that, see you later. Enjoy your stuffing. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your cranberry. Enjoy your your beer. Enjoy uh, your apple and pumpkin pie. Yeah. Adios. Bye, guys. and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks. You got it?